Hi everyone, my name is Essen and you are listening to the Brown History Podcast. This is going to be a really cool episode because we'll be speaking to WWE wrestling champion Jinder Mahal. We talk about his journey, we talk about his career, we talk about his rise, fall and then rise and we talk about his exciting new acting debut in the TV series Big Sky. He clearly has a big bright future ahead of himself and I can't wait to see him reach new heights and I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Let's get started, here we go. So usually when I when I start an episode with a guest, I usually talk about their parents and how they immigrated to to North America. In, in your case, Canada. So you want to tell us how your parents met each other and and how did they end up coming to Canada? Yeah. So originally, my dad had moved to Calgary uh, before he got married to my mom. Uh, my dad's oldest brother was already living in Canada. Uh, my Taya, uh, and then my dad came. When my father came, my taya, uh, my uncle, owned a painting company, and my dad first started off painting, and then got his driver's license, got his taxi license, and was a cab driver in Calgary. Uh, and then he went back to Canada, and then married my mom, and then they both came together. Uh, my mom was young when she got married, I believe 19, mm-hmm. and uh, came back with my dad, and my dad was 24. Okay. So driving taxi, my mom came. I uh, had my, had my uh, older sister two years later, I was born. And then I actually have a younger brother who's, who's six years younger than me. So uh, yeah, dad immigrated here first, uh, was working as a taxi driver, went back to India, married my mom, and then both came together. Ooh. That would have been in, in 83 or 84 when, 84? when they both came to, um, yeah. Your dad was already kind of established, but how was your mom's experience in Canada? It must have been depressing to deal with the cold winter nights. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was lonely. She didn't know anybody when she, when she moved. Actually, I told the story to you before, but uh, my mom, even uh, when I was living, before I left my parents' house, my mom still had her like big fur coat, the first one that she bought yeah. when she moved to Canada. And it was like, it was like a big, thick coat. Yeah. Um, just back in those days... Um, yeah, it was a big change going from uh, Punjab weather to uh, to Canada, not knowing anyone. But we all had like a sense of community. Even when I was growing up, like we we grew up in Northeast Calgary, where a lot of South Asians live, a lot of Punjabi people live. So there's a big sense of community. Like I remember as a kid going uh, to like our friends' houses for like birthdays or, or New Year's, uh, Diwali or what what have you. And and one of the families would host, and um, we were all very close. Our, our fa- close, very close with family friends and the other kids that I grew up with, they were, we pretty much called each other cousins, even, even though we're not related. Yeah. yeah there's a big sense of community. So they, they left their, their families there and, and kind of built a new community, uh, sense of community, new families in, in Calgary. Nonetheless, Canada is a very uh, predominantly white region, you know, big white community. What was your experience like growing up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Calgary is, uh, is almost like uh, well, Alberta itself is a, like the Texas of Alberta. Like, yeah, that's a cowboy there, and we have the Calgary Cub trucks. There. Yeah, exactly. The Calgary Stampede. We have like big rodeo there. So yeah, it is predominantly white. Um, where I grew up in Northeast, there's a lot of immigrant families are coming there. So there's lots of immigrants. In my elementary school, like half the class. Well, I wouldn't say half the class, but there was there was a <laughs> there was a big. Uh, um, south asian population or, or um 
Chinese, Vietnamese, Filipinos, lo lots of other immigrants were, were in my school there. So yeah, growing up, we, we, we did face a lot of racism. We were called the P word a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but at that time, um, it, it was, I just didn't know any better. Like it, it, it was fine. It was, uh, I wouldn't say it was difficult, but we definitely faced challenges, but we, we kind of stuck together and, and it was fine. But but it was it was harder for my parents or their generation because uh, when they moved, they couldn't get jobs. My dad came with a, with a with a bug with a turban and along with uh, several others, uh, they all had to cut their hair to in order to get jobs. They just couldn't get jobs. So they they faced a lot of racism and driving taxi. A lot of them drive at night. People are they're picking up drunk people and. Mm -hmm. I, actually, even to this day, like I, I still see news articles that like a taxi driver got assaulted. So yeah. I, I mean, it, it still happens to this day, unfortunately. But I, but I think it is a lot less. Um, and uh, actually, that we're, at, we're that northeast Calgary, where I'm from now, like it's they have areas where it's predominantly Punjabi now, yeah. and uh, like shopping centers and everything. So it's 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 really cool to see how the community has grown. I grew, I grew up in the East Coast of Canada, and we would say that okay. the difference between brown people on the East Coast and the West Coast of Canada was gang activity. And we yeah. would we would ha we have this image of brown people in in the West Coast of Canada as like you know gangs and 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 guns and and dangerous. Did you yeah. was gang activity a, a concern in your life growing up in Canada? So that was mostly Vancouver side over there in Surrey. Like I remember in the in the nineties, like Bindi Joe Hall is yeah. on TV. He has like a public beef with the the, the Sanj brothers. It was wild. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So um, Calgary was there. There wasn't th that much um, gang activity, and and a lot of it was sensationalized by the media in, in those times. But right now, it it has gone pretty bad. Um, um, I've done a few things with with some organizations there to uh, work with kids, just steering them on the right path. So. Um, oh, wow. it, it's gotten a lot worse now oh really um, why do you think 90s, it's worse now yeah i think what well, my generation we didn't have anybody to look up to so the, we turn on the tv all we see is bindi joe hall and these guys are so cool like they're rebellious yeah. they're, you know, they're fighting the system so we didn't have any role models but but so that's like my generation grew up and those, those were the guys that we they still they'll come and they'll have kids but they're working two jobs they're they're, they're working long hours and no one is raising their kids. So, you know, they, they get into the wrong things, um, not having role models, not having um, like a sense of family. Mm -hmm. I think they, they get steered that way. And plus that lifestyle sometimes seems appealing, you know, there's money, there's, there's everything, the fast life, but a lot of times they don't realize the consequences. Right. Uh, you know, there's se several shootings and, terrible crimes going on so that's definitely that i one thing that i want to see change and, and uh, i want to do more work with the youth and kind of steer them in the right direction but now now we have really good role models like, like in sports um not only myself but we have arjun buller first mma punjabi champion you know we have satnam singh first uh uh nba player uh we have lily singh i mean we have people all over in television now <laughs> it's know, growing um, it's growing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, another thing is like when, when I was growing up, um, like the South Asians really, their parents really pressured them to be like doctors and lawyers and whatnot, because 
there was no one else doing any other fields that, that we could see that were successful. But, but now like we have people in arts and we have writers and artists and, and actors and, and, uh, and athletes and everything. So I think now like our, uh, we'll see more and more of our, of our youth, more and more uh, like brown kids or South Asians kind of aiming to go in those routes. Speaking of doctors and engineers, was there a lot of pressure on you because you took a completely left turn and, and became a wrestler? And how did your parents, <laughs> how did your parents, you know, that's a completely left turn. So how did your parents take that when you decided to make that decision? Yeah, yeah, no, no. My family's been very supportive. I, I went to university. Uh, I got my education. So just in case wrestling didn't work out, you know, I had something to fall back on, yeah. which is which is very important. But no, they've been, they've been supportive because they see my dedication. Like even when I was like, 14, 15 years old, I would take bus trains and minus 40 Canadian weather to, to go train and everything just on my wow. own. So my, my dedication level was, was, was very high and it was apparent that, uh, you know, I was <laughs> going to make this happen. But, but in case if it didn't, uh, you know, I had an education to fall back on, which, which I highly recommend for, for everyone, you know, get educated because that's something that nobody can take away from you. You know, if you have knowledge, you have education, you have skills, you know, nobody can ever take that away from you. So how did wrestling come into your life? Was that always the plan for you? Like you were destined, you were, you were yeah. head on that? Yeah, yeah. So growing up in Calgary, Brad Hart's from Calgary. So we have the Hart family. We had yeah. Stampede Wrestling. Calgary is a very big wrestling city. So as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a wrestler. Just growing up watching first like Hogan and then Bret Hart, Hogan Ultimate Warrior, then Bret Owen Hart, and then uh, Rock, Stone Cold. And then even when I was in high school, I uh, would see like John Cena and Randy Orton, Undertaker. I mean, Undertaker's been there several generations. People that I've got to share the ring with. So, yeah, just always been a fan. I always wanted to do it. Just started training um, uh, this summer between grade nine and grade 10 for pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> just in like a dingy gym and like a kickboxing ring. Just worked my way, uh, just worked my way up. By the time I was 18, I started wrestling for Stampede Wrestling, okay. which is the Hart, Hart Brothers. Bruce Hart was running it then. So we'd wrestle every week in Calgary. Then we'd start traveling around Alberta a little bit. Um, that, that was when I was 18, so right out of high school. Then started traveling across Canada a little bit. And then um, was there for a couple years. And then when I was 23, I tried out for WWE in here, where I live now in Tampa, Florida. Right. And uh, got signed when I was 23, uh, moved here to Tampa uh, to join wow. the developmental system. At that time, it was called Florida Championship Wrestling. This is before the Performance Center now in Orlando. Uh, yeah. And that was when I was 23. When I was 24, I debuted on SmackDown uh, with, with great colleagues. So I was on SmackDown Raw for a couple of years in uh, that would have been 2011 when I debuted. 2010, I got signed. 2011, I debuted on SmackDown. Uh, I was released by WWE in 2014. Just wrestled uh, around on my own for two years. Came back in 16, won the championship in 17. And uh, here we are in, in 22, still still with WWE. Did it, did it not discourage? I mean, wrestling is a very tough field to get into. And to be a brown guy, did it not discourage you? that when you looked at the, at the wrestling industry, there wasn't that many people of color. Didn't that like kind of hold you back a bit or? Uh, no, not at all. Um, it, I actually saw it as like a plus. Really? <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because I grew up 
watching wrestling, I see all these different characters. Everybody's so different. I, I really like like the unique wrestlers. And not only that, we've we've had some South Asian wrestlers in the past. Um, Tiger Jeet Singh, great in WWE. Uh, uh, Kali, Tiger Ali Singh, his father, Tiger Jeet Singh. Uh, Dara Singh from India, obviously everybody knows Dara Singh. Uh, Gamma Singh, who is a wrestling in in, uh, in Stampede Wrestling there, who, who really helped train me a lot and, and guide oh, wow. me and everything. So, yeah, yeah. So... Um, I kind of looked at it as a, like a like a benefit, like because uh, in wrestling, like we we have the good guys and the bad guys, and the bad guys are often like foreign looking, yeah, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> to to feud with like the American, like uh, yeah. what we call baby face. So I, I, wrestling is just entertainment, just like um, just like movies you watch or, or television shows. So <laughs> I, I kind of looked at it as like a positive, but. But it was it's it definitely makes it tougher. Um, just getting your name out there. It um, <laughs> it's it's hard to break out. But once you break out, like because you're you're sometimes you're the only one. Like I I believe it's a benefit. Wow. Um. So when you join wrestling, how does it work? When do you choose your name, your attire, your catchphrases, your your character, or do you get like help? Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you work with a creative team. They have a creative department, and then you work with them. Because a lot of, like, the wrestling name, my real name is Yuvraj Desi, but they they want to trademark it so they can have the copyright for it. Mm. So they can make the merchandise and everything, intellectual property. Um, so, yeah, you work with writers, and they have a whole, whole team of creative services that uh, kind of come up with logo designs. I, I've been wearing the trunks for years. Actually, um, I used to wear shorts, and then when I came for my tryout, it was uh, Dusty Rhodes was there. He, uh, he was one of the main guys there in, in Florida Championship Wrestling, WWE's Farm League. And when I came for my tryout, when I got signed, Dusty Rhodes told me, "Hey, when you come back, come back wearing, come back bringing, wearing trunks like the 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 style that I the, wear now, like the underwear or like the exactly, shorts, yeah, the yeah. underwear you mean? Exactly, okay. yeah, yeah, the brief that we call them trunks, yeah, yeah the trunks." So, uh, so I got one made and I was like, oh man, this is so weird. I, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. and then as I started, uh, wrestling in them, like now I can't imagine wearing anything else. They're so super comfortable. So yeah. So we got the logo on there and then the name Jinder Mahal, um, on there. So yeah, oh. but they, 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 they work very closely. Like for instance, I gave them a sample of some music and then they, they came up with the theme uh that my theme song if you if you look at the history of wrestling you know often the industry kind of enforces stereotypes of different cultures and you know you have an arab you had you, there was an arab wrestler named muhammad hassan but he turned out to be a white guy you had the iron shake you had sergeant slaughter i think who was like a pro saddam lover yeah what were your experiences with like dealing with the uh, stereotypes because on one hand you are an indo-canadian wrestler but on the other hand you know stereotypes help with the entertainment factor during those yeah exactly exactly it's it's just entertainment um uh but it's kind of changed now it's it's not so so stereotypical no it's It's, not yeah 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 i I think just with the times now we have to be a little bit more sensitive uh, on certain issues but at the same time like we can uh we can kind of push the issues because that, that's what the, the fans really get riled up when it, when it comes to like nationalism and, and um, 
th- things like that. I think representing that's what made, exactly representing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely like now. Um, you see wrestlers from certain countries not portraying like a stereotypical role. Like for instance, Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe historically he would have had like a, a traditional Japanese attire, but he, this guy, he's, he's amazing. He's, uh, he's comes out like a rock star. He's inspired by like, uh, musicians and rock stars. He comes out dancing and, and he has like a, a awesome theme music. It's, it's not like stereotypical Japanese is what it would have been in the past. And, and I, I would really like to see a South Asian wrestler, just kind of, uh, you know, have, have something like so unique just to himself. I, I think we're, 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 we're very close. Uh, it's just um, coming up with that. I, I think we're close to it. So it's not something so stereotypical. Right. I mean, if I watch your videos from when you started out to your videos, like in recently, the difference yeah. is like insane. Like you're bigger, you're like more confident. You own the, you represent. You have your music. You've got a Bangra team. You got Lily Singh kind of repping you out, and you can tell how the <laughs> times have changed since you know back then. Because I think in your debut night, you came in with a kurta and or a yeah. shalwar, you know, and you looked you had a you had short hair. And by the way, everybody was booing at you guys. Does the yeah. booing get to you? Because you're trying to do your job, but like the booing is just so loud and it must feel a little bit like, Ugh. especially the <laughs> no, first no, night. Not, at all. not the first yeah. night. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I have evolved and everything and gotten more comfortable, but no, I love the booing because that's, that, that's a part of it. Like we're all just entertaining the fans. Um, they know they're coming just to a show to be entertained. You know, I meet fans outside of, of wrestling all the time at airports, restaurants, at the gym and everything. And everybody is super cool. You know, they say like, Oh, we really, we love the character. Oh, we love, we love your, your feud with so-and-so we love your storyline with so-and-so no, but the booze are just are a part of the show that the fans come to cheer for their favorites and, and boo for the villains and everything. And they get caught up in the storylines. Um, <laughs> sometimes they, they, they forget this is entertainment. So they get so wrapped up in it. They get there. They get so, so serious, but uh, no, no, the, the booze is, uh, is, are, is the, the, the fun part of it. I know I'm doing my job good mm-hmm. and uh, just getting under people's skin. I actually prefer to be uh, a bad guy. It's, it's much really? more fun. You can, yeah. You can control the match. I, I find it easier and more fun. I, I don't know why. Actually, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers say the same thing. How's your How's your fan base in India? It, it was amazing. Um, WWE's actually highest viewership comes from India. So, like, they're, they're seriously, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're most passionate fans. Like, their their YouTube subscribers, the television rating, num- number one viewership is in India. Um, yeah, they they love WWE there, but I can understand why. Like, the larger than life characters. Um, it's, it's almost kind of like like, like a Bollywood an, film. Like an India. <laughs> yeah, we got the lights, we got the action, we got the storylines, we have the fight scenes, yeah. which are matches. So a lot, a lot of ways it's like Bollywood. Um, but no, they, they were awesome. Uh, got to meet so many cool fans. Uh, I had a match with Triple H in, in uh, Delhi. That, that was a big moment. That's so uh, cool. Triple H, yeah, Triple H actually just retired from, in ring. So that was that would have been one of his his last matches. Um, when I when I got to face him, and uh, one time I went for a media tour where I didn't wrestle. That that was awesome. I actually did get to wrestle in Punjab one time. So that the two years I was away from WWE, Kali put on a show in Ludhiana in the Guru Nanak. No, sorry, uh, yeah, Guru Nanak Stadium. 
Yeah, I think it was Guru Nanak Stadium in Ljubljana. We ha- we had a show there. So that was the one time I did wrestle in Punjab. That's uh, we amazing. Wrestled, yeah, yeah, we wrestled in some other states and on that trip. So yeah, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, with with COVID kind of nearing an end, hopefully um, we get to go back soon. And um, the fans there are so so passionate. It's it, it's amazing. In in 2014, I think it was 2014, you got released from your WV contract. So there was this two year gap between you coming back. How, what yeah. was that two year gap like? Because was that something you wanted, or was that something you were just kind of, I guess, was it a was it a a period of figuring out things? And how did you deal with it? So, so in 2014, when I got released, it definitely wasn't something that I wanted. But now looking back, it was probably something that I deserved. I wasn't taking things seriously. I wasn't training hard. And actually, you can go go back and look like my performance at that time, just the way I looked. It wasn't near the level of where I where I should have been. Just my focus was off. I, I was I wasn't in a good position on the card, so I was just playing the blame game instead of just working hard and working my way up, is which I essentially did after. So, but but looking back, it was probably the best thing that happened to me at that time. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't focused at all. So when I got released from WWE, um, it took some time to figure some things out. Uh, I really got focused. I, I completely stopped drinking. I, I still haven't drank to like it's been several years. But zero alcohol. Uh, wow. Started dieting, training really hard. Started my transformation at that time, and then um, got hired back two years later in 2016, and. Um, during the time that I was released, I always said to myself, like, hey, if I ever get a second shot, like, I'm, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to work hard. Uh, I'm not going to play the, the blame game to have the victim mentality. So, yeah, just set goals. Just work very, very hard. I wanted to become WWE champion. Um, I didn't think that it was possible that in that short of time. Yeah. But, yeah, it was awesome. I came back, and within 10 months, I was, I was WWE champion. A lot of hard work. Uh, change and uh, trans- transforming myself physically, mentally, being more responsible, knowing how to how to do media, how to present myself. Because what we do is just not in the ring. Um, it's it's twenty four seven. You represent WWE. You're representing your brand and everything that you do. And you you have to be a very very responsible person to be the face of a of a major major company like WWE. Mm-hmm. What was what was the the shift in your mentality in those two years? Like, what was the trigger that got you to like you know take action? Man, it was it was honestly like the realization that I might have to do something else in real life. Like, I, maybe I, I can't just be a wrestler as, as a career. Like, I'm right. Like, I was looking at like what like okay, what business can I open or, or things like that? And I was like, hey, you know what? I was uh, how old was I? Uh, 28 or 29 at that time. I'm like, listen, like I'm too young. I need to get focused. I, I know that I can get back. And um, yeah, that, that was the main thing. Uh, there's just the realization that I may not be professional wrestling as a career anymore. Uh, and I just didn't want to be doing something that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the main thing. So now you're you're getting into acting. And I think this and then I think you have eight episodes on on this new series of season two called Big Sky. Yeah. Uh, I think this is your first acting debut. I'm on Big Sky, it's a it's a show on ABC and it's been an awesome experience. Just randomly, uh, Janina, who's on the show, Gina, Janina Gavankar and uh, Vinny Chibber, uh, their brother and sister on the show. They reached out and they just kind of out of. Oh, really? Through some wrestlers that we know. 
um, one of the wrestlers, Xavier Woods, actually, and uh, an old commentator in WWE, Renee Young, they messaged me and said, hey, uh, people are looking for your phone number. Can we give it to them? I said, yeah, you know, no problem. Then Janina reached out and presented the opportunity and said, is this something you want to do? I said, actually, it is. Yeah, uh, I think that's my natural, my next transition, because now I'm, 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 um, I'm 35 and I, I, I've had two serious knee injuries. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that definitely I have more good years behind me than I do in front of me in the world of wrestling, uh, unfortunately, but it's, it is what it is. So I would, I would like to do more acting. It was so much fun. Um, and it was an awesome experience and it challenged me to grow. That, that was, that's what the main thing I, I really enjoyed about it. It's, it's challenging, but a lot of the skills translated over from WWE. Yeah. I was going to ask that question. Guy. Yeah, yeah, I felt really natural when the, when the camera's on. I know the angles and everything. Yeah, WWE really prepared me for this. Because uh, um, in WWE, same thing. We do the promos. We get a script. Um, so it was very, very similar. <laughs> Just WWE, it's one time live. Uh, so each one is, is, is very interesting and different. But definitely, I want to do more, more acting. And the main reason is because I suck at it. No. <laughs> but like in my mind, I know that I can get so much better. Like that's right. what excites me. Yeah, I, I want to grow just like when I started my wrestling career early. Like I knew that I wasn't, the, I knew there's a lot of room to grow. <laughs> yeah. So, so same thing. I want to challenge myself and, and work with, with different actors. Just like when I started wrestling, I wanted to work with certain wrestlers. I want to work with, you know, all, all, um, all types of actors, pick up new skills, try different things, get out of my comfort, my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a very exciting time, and it's on um, ABC on Thursday nights, and then also on Hulu. Yeah. So, would you ever consider Bollywood? Um, I would. <laughs> I would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, I mean, uh, of course, I grew up watching Bollywood. If the right role at the right time came by, definitely, I, I would like to uh, do maybe do both something in Hollywood, yeah. something in Bollywood. Yeah, but but this is a this is like a long game. It's I can't expect big success overnight. I know that I have to be humble and, and work my way up and set mm-hmm. goals and, and really prove myself. I think a lot of people make that mistake. They think, oh, this will be easy. Like, but um, I realize nothing is easy. It, it, everything takes a lot of work and everything takes dedication. And I and I respect. I have a lot of respect for you know the actors just being on set, like with Janina and Vinny Chiver and. And Bernie White, who plays the the father, and Constant Zimmerman, who I used to watch on Entourage, and we have uh, Jamie Lynn uh, Siegler, who I used to watch on Sopranos. Just seeing them, like I was like, man, you guys are masterful actors. Like it made me realize, like, okay, I I have a lot of things to learn. Yeah, they make it look like effortless. Like, and that, that and that's how I see like wrestlers. Like I see top level wrestlers. Someone might look at me and like maybe like a new wrestler be like, oh my god, you make it look so effortless. Yeah, actually, that you is do. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, like, uh, for instance, we we went to um, Europe last tour, and I'm the opening match in London O2 London O2 Arena, huge arena, and like 15 minutes before the match, I'm still laying around, just like chilling. And like one of the young wrestlers is like, hey, like, aren't you nervous? It was his first time. I go, no, 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 I got this. I'm like, this far, it's way too early. We still got 15 minutes. So, uh, yeah, like, he couldn't believe that. Like, just, the, like, how, how relaxed I was and just kind of kind of chill before the match. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they make it look so effortless, and, and I really respect it as an art. 
uh, like acting, it, it really is an art, just like wrestling is an art. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of wrestlers that, you know, made it into acting. John Cena, The Rock, you know, so there's, yeah, a, there's a good yeah, there's path not there a lot, for you. But, there's not a lot, but it, it's possible. It, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is possible, again, with hard work. They all have a, a good work time, ethic. Like, very good work ethic. Very, very good representatives of, of, of WWE and what a pro wrestler should be. Very good representatives as, as human beings. Um, yeah, Dave Batista is doing awesome. John Cena, The Rock, obviously the godfather <laughs> the godfather so yeah 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 you know those are some big big uh shoes to fill but um yeah definitely i i i see myself kind of making that transition especially now that i'm getting older and i, I know my um in-ring career is is kind of winding down unfortunately <laughs> um i guess my last question would be you know do you have any advice for for anyone trying to i don't want to say get into wrestling but you know trying to get anywhere in life yeah, I think this is super important because especially South Asians, as I mentioned earlier, we feel so much pressure. And a lot of times in that pressure, we, we, we follow a path that we truly are not happy on. Like I know so many, so many professional, successful people who appear to have it all on paper, but really deep down, like they, they talk to me like, like man, you like, like, I can't believe like, you, you know, you just, you do what you love and like, they have everything, you know, but it doesn't satisfy them. It doesn't fulfill them. So I think it's super important to, to first and foremost, find out what you're passionate about and then, um, you know, set goals and work ethic is super important. Make sure you're doing everything you can. You're, you have to outwork your competition. That's essentially how you're going to make it in, in anything. You have to be the hardest worker. I think the rock always says the hardest worker in the room. You got to be the hardest worker in the yeah. room. Not listening to the naysayers because everyone you know it's not possible uh, trying to cut you down because really it's just a reflection of the insecurities that they have on themselves they're trying to put those limitations on you so don't don't put limits on yourself don't don't believe the naysayers just work on your craft figure out what you're passionate about uh set goals and just smash them you know little by little whether they're big goals i think setting small goals are, is really important to uh smaller real, realistic goals that ultimately you know, lead you on that path to where, where the end game is. Perfect. That's, uh, that's great. Is there anything you want to add on? You want to say something? Um, no, that's, that's everything. Um, uh, well, yeah, actually one thing I wanted to mention. So the show that I'm on actually on, on ABC, it's, it's kind of historic in a way, because this is the first time there's a South Asian family presented in a way that's not stereotypical. No one has accents. No one's a doctor or like a tech guy. Uh, I think it's super important in terms of representation um, and just the time we're in now, you know, we have um, so many South Asians in TV and, and emerging now in sports and everything. I actually just seen uh, a Punjabi, I believe from Surrey just got drafted to NHL and we have another player, Jujar Kara, Jujar Kara, I believe he plays in Edmonton or he was playing in Edmonton. So yeah, now now is is uh, it's an awesome time. I, I really wish I had this when I when I was a kid to look up to. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay because we're we're kind of the first generation to do it, and um, those sacrifices all our parents made by moving here and and working double shifts and everything. Like now's our time to pay it back. So you know, let's as a community, um, do, let's do positive things and and um, pay it and forward. Encourage the, yeah, pay it forward and encourage the youth, you know, keep them away from, from the negative stuff, encourage them, let them know that it's possible to dream big and, and accomplish anything. 
Awesome. This is a great way to end the episode. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll release this uh, probably this week. And... Cool, brother. We'll do it up. Thank you so right. much. Take man. Care. Thank you for all you do. Preserving the history. Yeah.